Listen, I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it authentic. You can transform your life with holistic approaches to wellness. You can rejuvenate your mind, your body, and your soul through this personalized nutrition and organic product that I offer. You'll feel vibrant and energized while living a lifestyle that nourishes you from the inside out. You can truly discover the power of optimal nutrition. I help people eat, move, and feel better. And that's all that matters. Healthy mind, healthy heart, healthy soul. Hit me up. Let's get on a call. Let's talk. I'd love to help. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Ascension Show. I'm so glad you can make it out here today. Hope you're having a great day so far. I know that I'm having a pretty awesome day right now. I'm here with my good friend Edwin. We are currently situated in Palermo, Buenos Aires, on the balcony here observing the city. We've got some mate here. We've really accustomed ourselves as Argentinians, I think. So, Edwin, why don't you give a short little introduction about yourself? Just explain who you are, what you do with your life, what you like to do, what you're passionate about. Just tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, man. So, um, my name is Edwin. I am 23 years old. Um, I live in Santa Cruz, California. Um, I run my uh, family business. We do automotive window tin, car audio, um, basically anything cosmetic that has to do with like vehicles. Um, but a big passion of mine is I love to travel, um, get out there and, you know, uh, experience new things, things that, um, are a little bit harder to do back home, um, in California. Um, like, uh, like Stephen was saying right now, we're in, uh, Buenos Aires here in a, a place called Palermo. Um, and we're just kind of enjoying, uh, you know, the, the cold really right now cause it's freezing. Um, when back home right now it's uh, summertime. So, um, just kind of enjoying out here, getting to know the people, um, experience good food, good, uh, good steak, choripan. Um, and yeah, just kind of enjoying the vibes out here. Don't you think? Yeah, it's good vibes. Um, I, I'm absolutely loving the culture here. And it's been so beneficial and expansive for my mind to be in a different culture, to be surrounded by different types of people, different food. And so we both speak Spanish, but so Mexican Spanish. But here the Argentinian Spanish is so different. And so we're also becoming accustomed to a different part of our language, a different part of our culture. And it's just been so such a revolutionary experience. I've been here for four weeks now. And um, I've just, uh, the person that I was when I came here is different from the person that I am today in so many beneficial ways. And I know you could probably say the same about traveling in general. I just think there's a lot of important value that comes from being engulfed into a different culture from your own. Yeah, I mean, 100%. Um... I mean, anytime that uh, that I do travel, um, I really try to indulge myself in the culture of where I'm staying at, and I feel like whenever I return home, like I have, I've I've kind of just like opened my mind, and I'm, I feel like a different person. That's why I, I have this uh, bug for just getting out there and um, 
as time has gone by, I mean, when I first started traveling, I would do kind of like short trips. Um, But now I find myself doing longer and longer trips. And it's really helped with my Spanish. um, Because my Spanish does definitely need a lot of work being from the U.S. Um, But being here has definitely um, helped a lot. Um, They do speak very differently than other places because they do have um, some European descent here. Um, They speak with a lot of like Pasha, Shosoy, they they are essentially confused Italians, <laughs> what I like to put it. Um, so it's it's very cool. I mean, I I, I mean, you probably should could agree. I I, I personally think it's the most beautiful Spanish um, that I've heard because it's so different. Um, but it can be something that it does take some time to get used to. Um, kind of doing and then also what i love about just being here in buenos aires just in general as a side note um how late everything is open i mean we've just been going out so late and like not getting back to our apartments till like like six seven in the morning and and eating dinner at like 10 p.m or like 11 p.m and like chilling there drinking wine and it's just an overall such a great experience being here. Like, I, I don't think there's any other place like it that I've traveled so far. Um, and I can definitely see myself. I mean, we're already making plans to come back, <laughs> like, looking at flights and stuff. Um, so there's, like, literally no other place like it. But that, that's the beauty of your traveling. I mean, I would have never thought there would be, like, a place like this, like, growing up. Like, it's just so, so different. Yeah, it's so important to to just get out there and see what other places we have I mean we're very lucky in the United States to we don't have to leave the country to see a completely different landscape and also a completely different culture like I'm from the south and if I go to California where you live it's a completely different culture a completely different way of living a way of speaking um, and so that's why I think a lot of Americans don't get out of the country but if you go if you're in Europe for example their countries are so intertwined and so close together and it's very much smaller so so people are more accustomed to different cultures and stuff and it's it's not necessarily normal for for young people to go like travel the world in in at least in the United States so it's it's just something that i think our generation is starting to pick up on a little bit more like realizing oh, okay like if i can make money from my laptop or if i can make money from my phone like i can travel and i can have this freedom with my location that other people and other generations don't have like um if you own there's lots of freedom in owning your own business but sometimes that business owns you and it it's it's not very freeing in that regard because then you're kind of stuck in that in where you where your business is and and i see that like my mom has a business and it's a great business it's doing very well but it's it's there's not much location freedom because she has to be there to maintain the functions of the business and i know that you can also sympathize with me because your father's business and and the stuff that you saw with his business growing up and yes it's doing great um but like you were telling me before you know he kind of was just is is engulfed in the business correct right right so um yeah pretty much um, I've been able to somewhat, I mean, I'm still working on it. It's, it's getting closer and closer, but I'm basically finding ways to completely digitalize it. So I have the location freedom um, to pretty much travel whenever I want and being able to check in with a laptop as long as I have Wi-Fi somewhere. 
um, being able to check in and make sure that in my business pretty much make sure like the finances are there um, I can actually speak to customers through um, certain like applications that um, I've found out um, being able to advertise online to communicate with these people set up appointments online without me ever having to talk to them or on the phone or in person but just all over through a, um, a like a chat box pretty much um, and also being able to uh, look at the inventory that from a completely different location and being able to order everything and essentially not have to be there and just set up good people to stay there and just monitor and make sure everything is um, staying afloat and everything's doing really good. Um, there is occasionally where there's like emergencies that I have to like deal with um, where I do have to get on the phone or it would, you know, um, I do have to handle certain things, but um I found that it's it's getting a lot easier and easier, and my trips are starting to become a lot longer and longer. And I mean, I, I think anyone can can honestly digitalize parts of their business. It doesn't have to be all fully um, in person. Um, it's just willing. It's just if, if you're willing to give up that control, um, because what I've found, especially growing up and seeing how my father ran the business, um, he wanted full control, full reins, because he thought that if he wasn't the one running it, it would basically go to crap. Um, so, like, now my dad barely works. Uh, occasionally he'll come in because he does have a passion for the business, um, but he, he rarely does come in. Um, and when he does, it's just he's a completely different person now from a couple years ago when I took over the family business. Um, and especially, like, traveling, if you're able to, like, earn in dollars, like, you are at such an advantage from any other person in in different countries because I mean talking to people here like some of these people will never be able to go to the US so not only because of the how hard it is to get a visa but just because it's impossible to afford it they can work years and years and barely be able to afford a ticket out of here to go to the US and then not, not alone let alone be able to afford the food and and the stay and all that comes with traveling to the US so um, it's just one of the things like we're super lucky to be in the U.S. and be and being able to kind of get out of there and like um, travel to different countries and and really just like have these experiences that these people most likely will never be able to do in other countries. Yeah, and so back to so two things back to the back to the dollar thing here in Argentina the there's insane inflation and it's 231 pesos to the dollar and then there's a blue dollar system where basically it's kind of like a black market but and it's technically it's illegal but there no one does anything about it um where basically if you can go to the right spot you can trade your dollar for 470 pesos and on your visa card you will get the exchange rate of 470 pesos so like i get this huge breakfast for ten dollars after tip and in the united states it would be twenty dollars easily easily twenty dollars and it's it's just something that is really valuable if you can make the money online with your dollar and you then you have that strength with your currency to live a better style of life like if you're living abroad and you don't even have to live in colombia or you don't have to live in argentina you can live in colombia you could live in brazil you can live in chile and your dollars are still stronger and um, and that th that's another 
big reason why I think a lot of young people are realizing the benefits of doing this kind of stuff because if you're making the dollar then you can live you can live an extravagant lifestyle and you don't even you're probably making you can make 40k and live live like a king and and it's just a way better style of life than you would have if you were staying in the United States 40k 40k will get you all right in North Carolina but in California I it doesn't no seem way. feasible at all like no, no yeah way. no way um so yeah and and back to the the business side of stuff um yeah it's the the digitalization of it is 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 key to how how you can have that that freedom um and i i wanted to know edwin like the the steps so like what you saw that could have been improved and then the steps that you took to start to start that process of taking yourself and your dad out of that equation so you could have that kind of freedom yeah 100 percent um well from the get-go my my father's you know can barely work his iphone correctly so that's kind of like the first thing that i saw when i first got there um we had a poor social media presence and just online presence in general and it's it's at no fault to him i mean it's just it's just in the time that he like generational thing exactly it's just it's just the thing that he grew up and was is not accustomed to doing it and um he just he never thought it would work essentially like he would have he paid people to do it um and he ne- he never saw results out of it so he just said okay well it doesn't work online does not like setting yourself up online does not work um so i saw that as like a huge opening um to get these people to advertise to these customers that we would have never really gotten unless they would have been able to see our storefront, which you're opening up the probability of bringing in way more work by doing by making yourself online, um, uh, building a presence online. Um, so that was like the first thing that I saw that I thought could use a lot of help. Um, and it was just like also a lot of like small things like um, my my dad was always kind of like a go with the flow type of person order as he goes. But I really paid attention to seeing like what inventory sold at certain time periods. I also saw um, how long how long something would last. Um, so I actually found I kind of did like an eighty twenty um, thing with it, and I basically order things that um, sell the most and order double down on that instead of having things that we're spending money on um, last you know on shelf for like a year or like six months. Like have less of that and more of the things that are selling out a lot faster. Um, and also just digitalizing all the inventory and making, you know, being able to pull up your phone and know exactly like what you have in store is so vital instead of just like randomly just ordering things cause you don't know what, what you have and what you don't have. And that's something that he never really did. Um, and setting up like a website, all that fun stuff. Um, he, we never really had that. So it was pretty basic things, to be honest with you. But it doesn't need to be, like, super fancy to start, like, digitalizing. It's just, like, in baby steps, just little things here and there um, just to make it a little bit easier for you. Um, so you can just literally, like, look it up on your phone and you'll know, like, what you have or what you need to do or et cetera. Um, but, yeah, um, any other questions as far as, like, digitalizing or, or what do you have kind of in mind as far as, like, about it? Um, I think I just want to know, like, how how hard was it was it rather simple or was it a little challenging at first to to kind of take these steps to digitalize or did you actually find that it was rather simple 
Well, it was like rather it was pretty simple because I mean I, I mean we've grew up like using iPhones and using computers um, and everything, so it was rather simple as as that, like being able to like download apps and like set it all up and everything. But it was just it was more just like kind of trial and error because. Um, there's no, at least as far as for like our business, there is no like course or there's no like um, YouTube person that you can like um, like listen to and get advice from. So it was really just me like downloading certain things, trying out the software and be like, okay, well, this is good because of this, but it's lacking over here. Um, and then trying out different ones and just kind of doing pros and cons. So it was a bit of a, of a time, like it did take some time to find like the ones that did work best. And I'm still obviously trying to get better at it um but for me it was pretty pretty rather simple and and it's going to be the same thing if if i still have the business like 10 to 20 years from now um my kids are going to find better ways to digitalize the business and it's just because of the era that they're in um and the generation that they're at they're going to know like the newest thing and and make it everything a lot easier yeah and and it's only it's only like up from here and and that's the positive thing um and another thing is i wanted to ask was um like how what are some challenges that you had to work yourself through when you're doing this because obviously it's not sunshine and and rainbows getting running a business anyways and so i just wanted to ask like what what were some things that you had to like put yourself through in order to figure out if there are certain puzzles that you had to solve certain challenges yeah so for one i'm i mean i came into my family business not really knowing about the not not really knowing everything that we did so that was probably the biggest challenge of it um just like learning how everything works um and really becoming well versed in how vehicles work and what to do, what not to do, what to sell, what not to sell. Um, as well as I'm the youngest person at the business. Everyone else is older than me. So there was also that, that I had to like gain the respect of like a lot, like people that are a lot older than me. Um, and I mean, if you put themselves, if you put yourself in their shoes, like, you know, you got, you know, the, the kid, the, the boss's son that's coming in and taking over, like, Oh, he like, um, you know, he didn't really deserve that position. Right. So it was a lot of like proving myself like and making sure that these guys are like being taken care of, you know, Um, because it's scary um, for to work for somebody. And then out of nowhere, a younger kid comes in and, you know, this is their their livelihood. This is their their work. This is their money. This is how they, you know. Um, keep their children's happy, their kids happy, their wife's happy, and they live, pay rent. So it is a big, like, it, it is pretty scary for them. So I, I totally understood going in, like, um, them not necessarily, like, really trusting me yet. And I was, like, open arms. I love the challenge of, like, um, really, like, showing, proving to them, like, hey, like, I'm here to, like, make this become better. Um, I, it's not going to get any worse from what it, it is. It's, it's only, we're only up from here. Um, and now the, I mean, I have some of the best relationships with them. I, I call them really close friends, family now. Um, and I just love, I love being there. Um, obviously I am traveling a lot now. Um, but they're well taken care of. And that, I think that was probably the biggest challenge for me. Uh, well, the two challenges is one, the, 
um, taking care of the guys at the work and then also um, just dealing with um, you know taking over and, and also just like learning about the vehicles and learning about what we do and, and how to m- make everything better as well yeah and and that's that's a great testament to that your personality and just like the willingness to 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 put on a different pair of shoes a bigger pair of shoes and have to earn respect um but i think when you are able to digitalize a business like this because you're when you're doing this kind of thing you have the best interest you have the business's best interest at heart so when you're going with that intention you're also having you're also putting the best intention of the employees because you know that what you're doing is best for the business and will be best for them because in a way you're making you're making their life easier no um and so i feel like you know it will it pays off to do this because you're you're acting in the best interest of the business as a whole um and and yeah i think that's i think that's great and and um, I, uh, one more question I wanted to ask is, is if someone has a business where they are feeling a little stuck, they're doing great, like they're doing good numbers and they're, you know, their bank account's fine, but they're working many hours and they kind of feel stuck. So like, what would you say to those types of people? What would you say to them to, on, on how to start, on what to start doing, what to start investigating? Um, what steps they should start taking to move forward into into moving their business into this model? Yeah, so for one, I mean, the first thing that comes to my head is finding people that can replace the tasks that are just completely busy work. And that way you can spend more time focusing on the things that can bring more income to the business. Um, because... If you want to have the freedom, you can't have the full control of your business. You have to be able to give control to certain people um, or a singular person if you find that person fitting. Um, so I would, if if I was looking to digitalize a business and it's an actual in-person business, a storefront, the first thing I would do is fi- try to find people, whether that would be like a, a young person that's hungry, um, that's interested in what you're doing. Um, you can do like internships or something like that, you know, bring them on, bring a person on um, just so they can learn about the business, see if maybe this person's like passionate and maybe one day can like take your role and then your role becomes something else where you're like just figuring out ways that you can either start marketing the business a little bit better or finding ways to cut down on costs to make more money. There's, there's always the money's out there. I mean, it's getting printed every single day. It's just a matter of fact of finding the best way to make it work for your business because it, every business is completely different. Um, cause obviously like if you own a business and it's completely specialized, it's going to be a little bit harder to find people. But like, for example, if you own like a grocery store, right. And, uh, or like a little like, um, kiosk, you know, something like that, like, and you're the only one running it, like maybe it's a good idea to, you know, hire someone to work the kiosk, teach that person everything, kind of like a manager, assistant manager, and then open up another kiosk and then keep, you know, rinse and repeat every, all, all the ways through. And, you know, um, even though you might not make as much money as you would fully running that one kiosk by yourself, by you having two, you actually might be making the same amount. Um, and you have less of, um, less, you're going to be working less. You're going to be able to travel more and just, you know, uh, just having to talk to one person to make sure like both kiosks or that one kiosk is running fine. Um, and also like, 
a lot of people, you know, they make a lot of money um, in the U.S., right? And they barely survive. Like, they barely be able to pay rent. They're, they go out maybe once a, once a day, like, once once a week. Um, but even considering, like, like, living in different parts of the country um, and having a business, even if you're making less money, like, you actually might be in the top, like, 10 percentile of, of, of wealth in a different country. Like, here in Argentina, I mean, you make like two grand a month and in, in dollars and you're going to live like a king. Like, like honestly, like every day I've been spending maybe like 20 to $30 a day. And that's like, I'm like balling out really. Like to be honest, like, like in the morning I, I wake up, I go downstairs, there's a coffee shop right there. I get a coffee and a, they call it media lunas. They're like glazed croissants. And I spend like, like two dollars <laughs> for a breakfast like it's amazing dude in the u.s you pay like 15 bucks like like for a coffee and, and like a croissant so you know there's just different there's different ways of living um i think a lot of people like kind of limit themselves um to what's possible um and it's very it's very easy to do that when you're running a business because you're just solely fully involved in it and that's like it consumes you um but it's just that like motivation to being like hey like you know i i, I want to travel i want to like, get to know the world i want to like have different experiences and it, that comes a lot with traveling but that also comes with a lot like digitalizing your business and like um really um making making it easier for yourself yeah and i i think that's that's important all that is good stuff i think that i think that in the united states we actually have it really well a lot of times it's really easy to talk about how you know how bad things are and, and what we have going on and stuff but the stuff that we're dealing with is so minuscule to the people in other countries people you know a lot of people here are are really having a hard time right now because of the economic situation and then in other countries too there's just there's just poverty and you know sometimes the government is overarching and people are hungry and people you know it's hard for them to pay their rent but you know i think we're fortunate in in regards to you know first of all you're making dollars and second of all you have this you have an opportunity you know you have the freedom to to have your own business and you have the freedom to to go to go worship where you want to worship you have the freedom to say what you want to say and and like you said before about people who want to travel to the u.s here they can't because they can't get the visa um and they don't can't afford the flights like if you're going somewhere else the most expensive thing you're going to spend is the flight if you're going somewhere that's you know cheaper than the dollar and so i just think that that you know if you realize that you know how good we have it in the U.S., it, it will help open your mind to the fact that that opportunities like this are prevalent in all corners of the world and all you know spectrum, a whole spectrum of time. Um, and like you said too, don't limit yourself because you're the only thing that's limiting yourself. If you know that that makes sense, self-explanatory. Um, but yeah, and, and so one question that popped up in my head was how did you use the 80-20 principle to help automate your business and maximize and optimize the functions of your business? Yeah, so in, in our industry, um, oh, to backstep a little bit, um, my, when my f dad first opened up his business, it was a complete car audio um, shop. 
So you come in, you have a factory radio in it, you want something that had Bluetooth or a screen, um, we're able to change that, make it work in that, those functions, as well as you want a better audio quality from your speakers or add like a subwoofer to make it bassier. We were able to do that. Now, in the early 2000s and 90s, it was popping, right? You could, you could do this to every single car. Um, it was pretty much the thing to do back in the day. Now, um, it's becoming harder and harder to do that because these, the vehicles that are coming out, everything is so integrated with the vehicle that it's, it be, it's making it harder and harder for it to completely um, to, to be able to do that to be able to change these things and add these aftermarket things uh, um, to the vehicles. Um, So my dad's always been a big proponent of always being kind of like a one-stop shop, always adding new things that we can do, learn new skills um, to basically make it so someone can come in and he can have multiple things done to it, uh, done to their vehicles, and they don't have to go to a different shop essentially. And, And that just makes it also really awesome to be able to see familiar customers, um, because it's not like we're seeing a customer every the same customer every single day, kind of like at a market or or other businesses. We're seeing these customers maybe like, you know, maybe we just see them one time because they only have one vehicle and they get it. You know, they do some car audio stuff. But um, my dad ended up adding something called uh, it's called window tinting. So pretty much you're able to polarize the uh, the windows on your vehicles. There's a lot of benefits to it. You know, UV protection, heat rejection, just makes it overall, and also aesthetic. Some people like to really darken their windows. They, they really like to darken their windows out here, kind of noticed, because um, it gets very hot in the summertime. Um, but I found that we were actually making more money doing window tinting, and we were actually also um, getting more of it. So instead of the 80-20 principle, is pretty much focus on the, the 20% of things that um, give you the most results, essentially. Um, so I found that that window tinting just there was more profit margins. There was less of a headache dealing with customers. Um, a lot uh, faster of a process. It only takes for car audio. Sometimes it takes a guy a full day to do a full system, like a full audio system. Uh, we tint vehicles within three to four hours. Most of the time, they're done within the hour. Um, so it just became a lot easier to do that, and I found that that was something that we're making more money. It was more efficient. Um, so I just invested way more money and way more product and way more advertising into that instead of um, doing uh, advertising a lot of car audio and keeping a lot of car audio in stock. Um, we still do it, um, but I just know that five, ten years from now, every single vehicle will probably have something in their vehicle that, that it just sounds already amazing and everything's already well equipped. So the only vehicles that we will be doing are going to be like the older vehicles, um, two thousand and like fourteen and and down. Um, so there was really no point for me to, to keep that part of it as far like it, keeping that, like spending, investing a lot of money into that essentially. So that was like one of the biggest things that I did the 80, 20, um, like, uh, rule with, um, as well. And, and also just kind of like, uh, investing money, like invest in the money, invest in what actually is going to make you money. And, and it's going to give you a faster return instead of investing a lot of, uh, and a lot of uh, investing in a lot of stock of things that are going to be there for a while. Like I, I want things to move quickly. I want things to go efficiently. So that's kind of like one of the things that I that I really use as far as for like the eighty twenty. Yeah, the eighty twenty is valuable. If you can learn eighty twenty, even even surface level, even briefly, you can start applying the concept into everything that you do. Okay, so what are the what's the twenty like the you know the the fifth 
thing, like the one fifth thing stuff that I do that gives me the eighty percent return on right. on the stuff that I am doing. Um, so it just helps cut down. I should have applied the eighty twenty rule when I was packing my stuff. Right. <laughs> um, um, so yeah, that was really valuable. Thanks so much for sharing, and I think you've opened up. You've definitely opened up my my eyes in some ways because um, my mom's business and whatnot. And I've seen a lot of stuff, and I have had you know um, thoughts and visions about how that would play out. So you know, I'm I'm grateful that we could have this conversation. I hope that you know everybody listening has gotten value out of this. And um, before we end the show, Edwin, I always asked the the guest if they had one message. What what would they share to the whole world? The whole world is listening to you right now. What would you tell people? You, you just one little thing. Uh, I mean, I would just tell people to like get out of your comfort zone. Um, like for instance, I booked a trip. I'm here pretty much by myself. Um, I met you along the way from a mutual connection online. Um, but I just say get out of your comfort zone. Um, you won't grow if you're just stuck inside um, and you're not willing to um, express yourself and just you know, do the thing that sounds scary. Um, like This is probably one of the crazier things I've done, three weeks solo. Um, and it's going to get crazier and crazier as time goes on. Um, but yeah, I would just say get out of your comfort zone. Uh, book a flight somewhere even if none of your buddies want to go um, just do it I mean if you feel like you want to do something go ahead and just follow your gut instinct and and let it lead you somewhere beautifully um, so don't be afraid to to have new experiences and uh, try to travel as much as you can boom that was powerful man yeah I am um, just to finish off real quick I um, when I booked my trip it was originally going to be two weeks. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to stay. And I just did it off impulse. And I had a really good feeling about it. And it ended up, this ended up being one of the, this is the best experience I've ever had. I'm still young, so I, I'm plenty more experiences to come. But I'm so happy with my decision to do this. Um, and I think, yeah, getting out of your comfort zone is great. But, Edwin, thanks so much for coming on. It was awesome to do this in-person podcast with you. And uh, I hope that you have a great rest of your travels, man. Peace out, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.